Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this disappointing <laughs> week. I can't even get far. I can't. Wow. I tried. It's time to cut out the intro. It's time to cut, <laughs> time to cut out the intro. It's time to cut so out the cancer. If you don't know what we're talking about, from and that, they don't from that wonderful catchphrase, some might. Uh, this week we're talking. Wait, wait, don't say it. Don't say it. It's time to cut out the cancer. Do you know what we're just talking about from just hearing that? Like. I'm so curious what percentage of people would actually. So my doctor told my dad during COVID. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this, this catchphrase has some lacking, and that's one of them. Okay, so but tell, them, tell them what we're doing. Uh, malignant. Malignant. James Wan has returned. Yeah, I, I, many a time I turned over to Alex while we were watching something. I'm like, you know, James Wan has a new original horror film coming out. And I was like, you know what that means. <laughs> and it you were really excited about it? Like, very excited. Like we get. Right? I will say, though. Um, I did not find the trailer good at all. Like when we went and saw That's right. Candyman, I liked the trailer actually, but you didn't. I thought the trailer was really bad. Like I was like I just nothing about it I thought was interesting. That's just, I mean in retrospect you nailed it. <laughs> Spoiler. You yeah, we it's we're baff, this movie is baffling. But. I will say baffling is the right word because a lot of people love this and yeah, seventy seven percent is right. Yeah, a lot, of people, a lot of people. Will... It's what we're one weekend out from it opening or two. Where are we at? Yeah, one. At this recording. Yeah, I think or not even a full week, just a couple of days. It's financially considered a failure, at least as of now. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, but it also got caught in that streaming uh, HBO day Max. Of, yeah. Right, right, okay. No oh, day of. That's right. That's mm-hmm. what that's what they're calling it. Um, what do you think of all the people who like it? So wait, let's we'll get to that, but let's just let's frame this because I, we probably anyone who follows the podcast knows this at this point. But you're basically a James Wan fan. I like his yeah, I right. like his stuff. And I'm I'm not like I, a fanboy. Like I don't know. No, no, no. But I do. That's I, why I, I said yeah. basically. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. you're love saw. I really I really love Dead Silence. Totally. I think that's a great one. And and the Conjuring series is him. The first two are him. Yes? Yeah. Right. And yeah. and we both. So like my favorite James Wan movie up to this moment was Conjuring 2. But I wasn't I didn't like Conjuring as much as I think the horror community does basically and I never liked the Saw franchise as much as I, as I probably should and I hate Insidious. I thought Insidious so, was pretty Right. I mean I I I actually respect I shouldn't hate the song. I I respected Insidious. It's funny Insidious is the closest parallel to this inside his work to me right mm-hmm. i because there's only two th- possibilities with this movie either he thinks he's making a mishmash homage to his loves with the insidious recipe combined so it's it's supposed to be scary have some serious issues and topics uh but also a fun tongue-in-the-cheek like homage side or he just made a campy he's literally just making basket gays like indie yeah. style indie style right so there's only two possibilities. He thought he made a mostly serious movie with fun elements, or he thought he made Basket Case. But neither of those are right <laughs> from where we're sitting, right? No. So, I, so you basically, you like James Wan. How did you feel about this? Uh, dude, I was seriously disappointed. Okay. Like, but why? I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. I mean, I was telling, talking to uh, Josh about it when I was in Chipotle. In fact, we were t- texting about it, and I was waiting for the food to like take, you know, go home. And I was like, how do I articulate why... I don't like it. In fact, the least, if he's listening to this, if I haven't responded to your text, because <laughs> you still don't know, I still, I still, <laughs> I still don't know because a lot of people and the reason I saw people on Twitter on and Reddit say like they liked it 
I like things like that. Like they love campy, cheesy stuff, and like sure. you know, I've always like you love Army of Darkness. You like right. I, I, uh, Jason, like like cheesy, Jason that, yeah, like you know. But I just I couldn't find that in Malignant. Like I know where they tried to do it, but it just it didn't hit right. Right. I, I, so it didn't connect to you at all, right? No. That, right. That makes sense. But but here, so the, another thing that makes sense is since it's basically Jallo and Camp. You 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 are you're on the camp side, but you you don't the yellow thing you don't care about at all, really, right? Not really, right? Like so, like you wouldn't get that references, so you probably would be left a little like at sea there, where you're like, if it's not working for you, whatever. But the thing is, the, I I feel like you're a monster creature design person, and you like indie stuff, and you like directors who take risks. Like on paper, all of this feels like yeah. something. That you could possibly like, right? Like, not, like, drive you crazy like it did. <laughs> well, I mean, just to hit off the creature design stuff, like... Let's do it. I, I mean, he looked like, you know, the wrestler, the Undertaker. Right. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and I think the Undertaker's in a horror film coming out soon. I think I saw an article <laughs> about it. Like, I think there's a bunch of... There's a movie coming out with, like, a bunch of wrestlers, wrestlers in it. I, I, well, also, we need to tell the audience, like, we watched... So we watched this HBO at home yeah and you got a pretty good setup though you got yeah, yeah, sound yeah. system and yeah we got the surround sound. we got a right? big big old tv right. you know we're at cloud couch um but we were all laughing and we kept calling the villain chicken boy <laughs> the whole time we're like right <laughs> like to us he's he's still chicken boy right right to me because he had those like little like you know weird arms right right because um, it was doing the so that we're spoilers galore obviously but um, the, the, they were doing the Klaatu thing from Total Recall. The guy with the little arms, it's like, yeah. like, and it, that's what you're right. It just looked like, it, but the design of it, I thought was like, I just didn't think it was really cool. Like, I didn't think it like looked interesting because also it's just like teeth underneath some hair, right. you know, and like that one eye, it just wasn't, I don't think it was a cool design at all. Like it felt kind of like edgelordy like i just i didn't okay so let me try something out on you okay this seems to me like it's probably james wan's drag me to hell right like it feels like not i'm not saying i'm just saying in in terms of placement and so like best case scenario this would hit with horror fans later the way drag me to hell kind of came back around and now most, mm-hmm. most of the horror fans love it. Cause that was, that was a pretty divisive movie at the time. Like I remember it being divisive anyway, but re- regardless, th- this movie has like, has a gonzo, you know, over the top like style and thing, but you're right. The central character, everyone is talking about how you, this is a must see. It's crazy. The you're twist never going to see anything like this. But visually, it felt so boring. I was yeah. like, well, I was like, what am I? James Wan has one camera move that he does, like in all of his movies. Which is and what? So like the camera's upside down like this, and as it pulls back, oh, it yeah. twists yep. back into that. That's like, like the Sam like, Raimi rush, the zoom rush. Yeah, rush. and it was like, I think it's how Insidious started. And I thought the beginning of Insidious was scary because that, that, I still can't listen to that music. It's real scary. And mm-hmm. that, that old lady who's actually like a dude mm-hmm. <laughs> makeup was frightening. Um, that design... Was, was was great but uh i don't know dude and everyone kept saying like oh you gotta see you know the big twist you're never gonna see this twist coming at the end and right. i'm like 
Well, who would like just because you just because it, we couldn't guess it doesn't mean it's good. Like, I mean, I sort of knew that was the twist, honestly, because it was. And I'm not doing the thing where I didn't know exactly how well, it was we were play watching out. with writers, so like they uh, they, they knew yeah. right. But I, it's I'm not always it, a step behind. It's not like that. It was more my feeling was we're getting a lot of shots of the central character, the actress, and who's really good. She was I'm, almost all of the acting in this for what they were given to do. They were really good, right? Yeah, there so wasn't anything like real. Like, nothing horrible. stood out as like, wow, that was, a, that's a, you know, not believable or like whatever. I thought they did a good job. I, you know, I was actually emotionally invested until it all fell apart with the main character. Cause I thought the actress was giving her great performance. So like that, that part's fine, but she, they were doing a lot of shots where she, so the the Sopranos movie, The Many Saints of Newark, hasn't quite come out as we're recording this. But it, the, the if you watch the trailers, the the guy that's the new villain, the one that's raising Little Tony, um, they do these shots where he he has this really villainous glare, but he's acting friendly and soft. Like, can I get you a drink? Or he's acting nice, but he's shot mean, <laughs> right? Right. And there were a lot of shots in this movie where she was acting you know, emotionally tormented or devastated or weak or so beaten up. She, she wasn't going to be able to do anything, but they were shooting her mean. And I was like, well, she's going to be, <laughs> she's going to be involved. Right. Cause they keep shooting her with this hollowed out devil stare. Like you don't do that for, unless something bad's happening. Right. So right. I, I knew she was the, the, I just didn't know what it was. Cause you're right. Who would guess that it's that. Right. But uh, regardless of the twist, th- this is the part that fascinates me about this movie now is, is, and I was talking to Josh about this, is I, I almost want to skip past the movie and just figure out where this movie lands 15, 20 years out, like Halloween 3 style. Does it come back? Does it ever leave? Maybe. Is it just, because it's just a claim now, but it yeah. financially didn't do well. So I don't know how that shakes out, right? Like because when you think about during the the height of the the first height, the first part of the pandemic, the that movie host, right? The Shutter original, mm-hmm. that hit with fans, it hit with critics. It's going to hold up. Yeah. No no one really dislikes it. Like and even if they do, they dislike it. I'm basically like it just didn't scare me, but I can tell it's really well made, right? Mm-hmm. This movie's not that. <laughs> no <laughs> at all nah. right so this movie is either is a big swing and a miss or it's a big swing and a hit so the question is where does it land later right regardless of how you feel about it so if you had to bet money on this like buy short or long are you betting for this movie to be you know considered one of the top i'm gonna say top five horror movies of this year in, in the future this year, uh, like of this a, year, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah do you, yeah, well, right, well, the this, like twenty years from now, when when Watch Bojo does the top five horror movies of the year twenty twenty one, at fifteen years from now, are they going to put Malignant on it? Because I'm a hundred percent sure they're going to. <laughs> I think they will, but I still won't think that. <laughs> like, I'll be the dislike on that video, <laughs> right? But I so the weird thing is when people do their wrap up of this year. There's gonna be a lot of people who. No, no, wait. I no, no. Here's the weird. That's what. That's what I'm trying to get to. That's what's interesting about this movie to me. That's why I'm skipping the movie for now. We can go back and dive into the movie. But I think what's, I think what the movie is or is trying to be is more interesting than the movie I watched. Right. (laughs) Because because the what what to me, if I was betting, I would bet way more money that that 15 years from now. I think that's a good window. 
that Malignant is going to be considered one of the two or three best movies, horror movies of this year. Like Jen Alpha will discover it and be like, Whoa, right, right, exactly. Crazy. But I don't think that's going to happen at the end of this year. At the end of this year, I don't think it's going to be on anyone's list because the audience score is terrible. And, and, and I know the critics love it. I know on Rotten Tomatoes it's like 77%, but it's not even high enough. It doesn't have any of that... Um, any of that, the the thing where, like Babadook, where it's addressing a serious issue and you just got to decide whether you like or hate it, or it follows, mm-hmm. or, or, or The Witch, all these divisive movies, but critics have things in their reach on. The Witch is basically fucking written like Moby Dick, right? Mm-hmm. So critics are going to love that out of the gate, right? And, and It Follows had the music and then all the weirdo references to really obscure, like, tropes that critics, like, dig on, right? And Malignant has Easter eggs galore to horror. So that's, to me, that's one reason why movies come back, right? Like it's whatever 15 years from now, whoever that Joe Bob of that time is, is going to be, is going to love, even if they hate this movie, they're going to love showing it because they're going to want to point out this and that and this and that. Like this movie has, I think James Wan's a genius at making this piece of shit (laughs) but putting stuff in it that just guarantees that it can't fail right i feel like we're getting checkmated i feel like we're playing chess against james wan and he's winning (laughs) is the problem do you see where i'm that's what you're saying right and i I, and that's the thing is and i don't know if that's on purpose or it's just because he genuinely loves this stuff i mean it's the thing you and i have talked about in the past about uh people like eli roth who we don't like their body of work, but we respect their love for horror. Yeah. <laughs> right. James Wan clearly loves all the movies that he's referencing and homaging and, and, you know, riffing on. He loves this movie <laughs> <laughs> in this movie. But so the, I just want to do, I want to do the, the wizard of Oz man behind the curtain thing here for a second. Okay. Because it's weird to me that no one else, none of the other reviews, I've read like a lot of reviews of this movie and listened to some review, like, and nobody's mentioned it. And I don't know why. Um, one of the reasons that I was on the fence about James Wan as a horror fan, but, but was never against, like I had totally open mind is because he's one of the few people working who's actually scary. He can be scary in a mainstream way, which is not easy to do. Like Mike Flanagan can pull that off. A few others, a lot of the old ones, right? But if it's a horror mainstream movie, I expect not to be scared, generally speaking, right? And and he always has something. It's Conjuring Two is a terrifying movie to me. It was a terrifying movie, right? So this movie is not scary at all at any moment in any time for any reason. Is is that just me? No. Right? That it was not, there wasn't anything. Saw is terrifying. Like, this movie has nothing scary in it. So, no tension. But that's the, so either I'm wrong and and the 77% of people who like this on Rotten Tomatoes think that it's scary, or they've decided they don't need scary from James Wan anymore. And I find that more interesting because, like, that's something he's really good at. (laughs) And, if he's if he didn't do it, if he's not gonna do it, do you think James Wan thinks this movie's scary? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think horror fans think Basket Case is scary. I think they just love it. Oh. So maybe he doesn't think it's scary. I, I maybe he maybe he's like 
maybe it's, this is his M night moment. That's see, I want to root for James Wan. So maybe he's like, everyone expects the jump scare for me. Like the insidious, the, the, it's like jokes. The me, I won't even write a story for this one, <laughs> but I'm not just a, I don't, I can do not scary. I can do this. Right. And then he did this and, 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 like, I support every time M. Night tried to make a movie where he wasn't doing a twist or whatever. I'm like, let's see it. Let's give it a try. Because I don't want anyone to be stuck in some kind of, like, right. category they don't want to be in as artists, right? So I'm all for him trying it. But the weird thing is, like, that's a big, big risk. It would be like M. Night doing Sixth Sense 2 and having no twist. Like, yeah. that's a big risk. But he took a big risk here. And everyone's talking about the indie nature of it. But no one's talking about the fact that James Wan's not scary <laughs> nature of it. And I feel like that used to be a big deal to horror fans, and now no one cares, which I just find interesting. Especially, like, a good, scary, independent film is, like, a beautiful thing when it comes across. Right? Like, like that I've, I've seen Midnight Vibe, and all of a sudden something happens, and you're like, wow, this yeah, is Yeah, or it's that, that one film that, you know, you, your friend sends you a trailer for, and, like, you forget about it, and six months later you watch it. Like, why didn't I watch it, you know, totally back then? I totally. Didn't even remotely come close for this one. And I wish, I, that's right. the thing, is, like, even though I didn't like it, like, I wish I liked it the way I see people reacting to it. Yes. I just, I, it just didn't totally. land for me. And, like, when the movie started, it had, like... You know, it's been a while since a movie's opened up with, like, a credit sequence in that's the beginning. Right, right. And, like, that's what we were talking about when the movie started. Like, oh, like, they're they're going... And it's actually kind of crazy because I've seen other people date the film in different decades. So, like, some people were saying it reminded them of, like, 1985 B-movie. Mm-hmm. Some people said it felt like mid-90s slasher. Mm-hmm. I thought... And I think this makes the most sense. I, I I thought it felt like early aughts. Like I thought it was like two thousand like two to two thousand five. Right. Kind of trashy horror film. Like urban legend Valentine. But also because five, that's right. like where James Wan's from. Like right, that's right. like where he got like right. we start with like Saul and shit like that. So um, I liked it, and I was like, oh, but we're getting a cool opening. It reminded me of like Wrong Turn and like all these yeah, other movies. That's right. And I was like, well, I haven't seen that in a while. Like you know, this is gonna be pretty stylish. But then like the style the camp and cheesiness that people liked mixed in with like, he knows how to make a good goddamn movie. Of course. Like he's not an idiot. Like no. he's really talented. Totally. Somehow. I just, I, I, I think he had different pieces to different puzzles. Right. And he was trying to make those work in this movie. And right. I, I, that's why I think it's che- overstuffed. It's over, it's overstuffed. And that's why I think like the cheesiness doesn't really work because like, dude, your camera, like your camera works pretty glossy. Like it's pretty, like it's, it's shot well, and then you, and it's not grainy enough for like that cheesy. It doesn't porn feel music. indie if you make it right, and then it doesn't feel campy if it looks too serious and tonally dark, and it doesn't right exactly. Like it, the campy movies are bright and vibrant. As a matter of fact, the marketing for this movie tried to play that up, but it just ended up being James Wan. It just looks like a Victorian bedroom the whole time, right? You're just you're just in a very musty. It felt like the guy who made a big. Atmosphere. Felt like the guy who made a big superhero film for Warner Brothers tried to scale it, but I think he hit the brakes way too goddamn hard. And he, because it, 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 it kind of felt like it had that big budget. So it's like overcorrecting in a skid when you're in a car I, and you're. That's slut. that's what I think this movie is in James Wan's like filmography right it's now. It's a big overcorrect. Ask me fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's the thing is I, I'm betting, 
I'm betting hard. I'm buying stock. Do you think I would enjoy in it? this movie? Do you think you and I would enjoy it? Fifteen years. Fifteen from years now? from now. No, we're never going to enjoy it. But that's not, <laughs> but that's not how that works. I think fifteen years from now, people who are our age, who now, who are similar to us, who come to that movie the first time, will like it better than than we like it now. Okay. Our our doppelgangers that stand in for us fifteen years from now will fall for this movie more than we did. I can see that. Is that a weird? That's a weird. No, but that's, that's not weird. That's but, not the, a, but that's. I mean, because the thing is, I. I think, and 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 here's the thing, right? So overstuffed is bad, if if you're trying to make a sleek, stylish, like I think, when I think of something like this, and maybe this is an unfair comparison in terms of talent and like and not even talent, but like just in terms of whatever um uh natural gifts is um de palma's dress to kill i feel like this felt like dress to kill to me a lot what's that one about so dress to, well it's it's like a it's 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 got the dagger thriller elements it's got the okay feels like maybe something supernatural could be happening because how is something the over here and over here and over here okay. but it's not supernatural gotcha right it's it's got those elements and um, it's way over the top and takes a lot of um, risks with what the camera is trying to do. And and that's the thing is when you do when you do really risky camera moves, like really showy stuff, you risk taking the audience out of it and making them realize they're just watching a movie. And sometimes it's not worth it to get that that camera move you want to do. Right. right. And sometimes it's totally worth it because the moment needs it. Right. I, I think of you know pennywise untwisting himself like a pretzel in that dirty fridge in it chapter one right when they're going to the house in evil mm -hmm. street and he just kind of unfolds himself and it's terrifying it's the best visual from the whole movie right and it's a it's a scary scene and and th this i felt like but that's the thing is dress to kill has dress to kill is campy it's over the top the story is ludicrous I mean, ludicrous and some of the acting is purposefully bad right but just like Bram Stoker's Dracula, the 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 Gary Oldman thing. I mean, not, not all of Bram Stoker's Dracula is serious. I, mm -hmm. Bad news for you horror fans who think that movie is just like a gothic epic romance and that Coppola was never being funny there. He was being fucking hilarious in some of those scenes or the way they were, the 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 characters were being portrayed and whatnot, right? I mean, there's a fucking cowboy hunting Dracula. How do you not go like would look at? He's too smart not to look at it and be like, "I've got a cowboy trying to hunt down Dracula with like a Gatling gun." It's, what am I doing? <laughs> so like, I mean, it's gonna be that way, right? So that's what I feel like. I feel like James Wan needed to throw himself into this and be like, "Oh my God, I've got." a person running backwards that most people are going to instantly name chicken boy in their heads. And I got to figure out how to make all this shit work. And what am I doing? And then do something really like crazy with it. Right. But that's not what happens here. It's way too controlled. He's, he's, he's not throwing himself into it. He's way too controlled about the chaos of it. You can't have controlled chaos. The only, the controlled Chaos is, is like Heath Ledger's Joker. Controlled right? Chaos is the name of the worst new metal band. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, totally right. So anyway, I, I that that's the what I thought was missing from this movie was James Wan. I thought he if he was really going to go back to his roots, and he was really going to get brave and daring with it, then it needed to be like a, a dress to kill. It needed to be way more dangerous than this movie is. This movie is not dangerous no. at all. It's just fun that's why i said drag me to hell right uh, okay because it's just that 
right? It's just, it's, it's toothless almost. And the thing is, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, like, Cabin in the Woods is more dangerous than Dragon Me to Hell. And I love Dragon Me to Hell, right? Mm-hmm. But Cabin in the Woods is trying things that if they worked would be disruptive to how horror itself works. Like if, if that movie works, when you're writing that movie and making that movie, you got to be thinking to yourself, damn, if I pull this off, I'm changing horror forever. Right. <laughs> right. Like you can, you can feel it. Has you can feel way. it. Yeah, yeah. You can. And, and maybe you're just an egomaniac and like, you're not going to change horror forever, but you probably felt like that when you're writing it, when you're and making it, you're probably like, man, this is never going to work, but if it works, holy shit. Like, and, and that's the feel. And that's what I felt like malignant, the feel it should have had. And instead, malignant had the feel of, you know, I wonder if I can pull off, you know, like, this is this is his, like, knock, knock. <laughs> I'm like, why, oh, why are you doing knock, knock? <laughs> Do dress to kill. Why are you doing knock? <laughs> why the fuck are you doing knock, knock? Like, what's happening? <laughs> and that's what he did. I'm like, why did you turn right instead of left? That That's where I got lost. And I think it's a good knock, knock. It's better than knock, knock. Hey, that's not hard. <laughs> that's not hard. It's way better than knock, knock, right? But why did you turn that? Why Why are you? Why is this a knock, knock remake? What's happening here? So I, that's where I got confused. That was my only issue with the movie. It's It's really well shot. The music is good. The performances are great. Um, the, the cast is not, they haven't done a lot of stuff when you, when you look them up, they've done, I mean, the, tu- was, the tutors was the main credit for the main actress. And she, I remember she was really good and she was really good in this. And, and all of that is fine. It just, it just felt like what this should have been is this should have been like, a uh, uh, in, especially in reference to that trophy, that, that gold trophy, you know, whole motif here, mm-hmm. this thing should have stabbed us somewhere. And when we weren't looking, it should have knifed us in the back. It, it, it should have been like, ha ha, you thought you were having a good time. And now I just threw this thing. Well, at that's you. what I think they think the ending is. They think that ending of like the last 20 minutes or 40 minutes is that crazy, like right. stab. And it's just, it's not for me. It's not, No, it's not, (laughs) but but you're right. I I think they think it's remember how, how hyped up the end of the, and I don't want to relegate this, but the, the, remember how hyped up the end of the last, the last sequence of the evil dead remake, the 2013 Fede Alvarez. Yeah. That was all hyped. It was like, Oh my God. I remember someone telling me, Oh my God, there's so much blood. You've never seen so much blood in a horror movie. like, And it does. I mean, it's basically raining blood <laughs> through the whole last sequence. And it's completely insane what's happening in the last sequence. And you can see how that word of mouth would spread. Where people are like, wow, I mean, that's it's kind of insane what's happening right. there. Like, visually or whatever. And you're right. That's what they thought. That They thought that this was that move. But it's not, <laughs> it's not that move. But maybe it is. 15 years. Maybe it will be. Man, we need a time capsule. Just to right. hop in or right. time travel. Right. Just right. Be like, hey, Nick George. Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. and, and the other thing is, and I, we, I can't believe we've gotten to this point because the statistics show you lose listeners as podcast episodes go. And I should have started with this because this is my favorite fucking thing about movie. This is my argument for this movie. And then I'm done about talking about this is the catchphrase. A catchphrase oh, of seen. this movie is genius. It is so bad. It's good. It's truly so bad it's good. You know, you know, that's so hard to do. You can't, you can't just go out and make The Room. You can't just go out and make Birdemic. <laughs> Birdemic. You can't just make Birdemic. No. There's a reason Birdemics only come around like Haley's Comet, like once a lifetime or whatever, <laughs> right? There's not many of these. Manos Hands of Fate don't grow on trees, right? So 
nothing in this movie is that so bad it's good like it wants to be except the catchphrase I, james wan i am i i am literally doing the i'm not worthy hands to this catchphrase because the it's time to cut out the cancer and the fact that they did it like 10 times it, it was it, it's the best thing about this movie i'm surprised he didn't like do like the glove slap you know like when they pull the glove on the hand it's time to cut out the cancer <laughs> like <laughs> like that's that's what they needed. I mean, he does have gloves. Yeah, he does. Totally. <laughs> oh my god! It was because the the thing is when we when when we as a group, Jenny and Alex and you and me, when we finished watching this movie and we were just looking at each other like, what the hell was that? And mm-hmm. and we were we we were we were making fun of the the delivery of some of the lines, like the wah wah moments when the camera zooms in. It's like. I think I am pregnant or like whatever. And like, you know, the movie would go like, da, 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 you know, like, and you'd be like, okay. But um, when it was doing those things, it did that with the time to cut out the cancer. And we started making fun of it. But the more we made fun of it, the more we started to use it. And then I realized this motherfucker is elastic. You can use it for anything, right? Like literally I could go to like whatever. I could go down the street and take my car and I'd be like, I'm hearing a sound. And the mechanic would be like, well, you know, it's this thing. I'd be like, in my head, I'd be like, I'm like it's time to cut off the cancer. <laughs> time to cut the cancer. You're like, do you want to, do you want to just bat, have me remove this or, or do you want to leave it? Like, you got rust on the... It's time to cut off the cancer. <laughs> like, it's just going to get like... You have to call your mechanic a stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and check the back of his head. So, but, but that's the thing is, I feel like this phrase can go anywhere and do anything. And it's just the best, by miles, the best thing about this movie. It is yeah. the catchphrase of the decade as far as i'm concerned in horror like what other catchphrases have we had so well, really i know so got, uh, it's fine well they didn't I, say decade be, sounds more impressive say, be my victim in Candyman. they did not they didn't did say that uh what do we have this year not well i mean yeah in the last few years i i don't feel like we're getting a lot of good catchphrases and this is not my favorite movie to to mine for this but man, that is the one great gift that came from this. Is this catchphrase is? I mean, uh, they really ran with it. They <laughs> they like really fucking ran with that. The, I mean, he was brought. Can, and let, can we just talk about this villain for a second? Because that's a big part of the problem with this movie. It's not the 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 movement or the character. It's and it's not even the plot holes, which are obvious. I mean, it, 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 bullets and everything, and it's not supernatural, but it is, and the bullets yeah. aren't stopping it, but they do, and. And and literally every the bones inside of this poor person have been pulverized by cracking <laughs> into like a fine powder. Just grind, right? but they're still forth. fine, right? It's no problem. <laughs> like they they can bleed like gall- like buckets of blood with no you know apparent loss or whatever. There there's moments where this, you feel like this person can't even manage to couldn't manage to get down the street and back with a, like a cafe cafe macchiato, but there's other moments where they're wiping out entire police stations of, <laughs> like neo <laughs> just, just like, like back they needed that like 2000s <laughs> drum and bass music like, <laughs> oh my god you're good at that holy shit <laughs> you're right totally but i mean forget all that because obviously they didn't they gave themselves the excuse that bad and good filmmakers i guess are allowed to give themselves which is i meant to have this all be ridiculous because it's supposed to be ridiculous you're just not cool enough to know so Forget all that. Forget all the ridiculousness of it. It's it's just the fact that, that you have this villain who, I, to me anyway, it was this weird, the great villains, they have, um, like Michael Myers, 
is the shape, right? right? That's the Sam from Trick or Treat is sort of like the entire distilled spirit of Halloween, if you would imagine it, right? It's kind of fun, but kind of sinister. Has to be capable of inflicting great harm, but also giving you a candy, right? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's perfect for what it is, right? Like, what does this represent? What villain? Leather jackets. <laughs> What is this villain giving? Freddy gave us like, it wasn't afraid of dreams. What Freddy represented was a complete wipeout of the whole parental adult structure of humanity. Like it, adults turned out to not know what they were doing. And then a pandemic came and we realized they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. right. Like, like Nightmare on Elm Street knew that the adults didn't know what they're doing. Cause Wes, Wes Craven knew that adults didn't know cause he learned it in Vietnam. So like, right. Like we're, we're, <laughs> That's what Freddy gives. What is this villain giving us? This this villain is giving us what James Wan felt when he first purchased an Xbox in 2001. Because <laughs> that that villain has strong Xbox original Xbox 2001 energy. Like I feel like when you look at him, you hear the original Xbox like noise, where it's like, uh-huh. what do you think? Like. Oh my god, that is the most perfect answer ever been, given on this podcast. Which makes me uh, that is what this villain. I is will doing. say, out of all, out of all the holy things, shit, I do think mm. I stand corrected in when people were trying to say which decade it feels like. You can't not convince <laughs> me this is not early two thousands. Yeah, well, I mean, it, there's so many references to so many things that I can see why you, you some people could get confused. Well, but just the, just you're the, right; yeah. it does feel like that. Honestly, when we were watching it, I don't know if you remember, but when we were watching it, the first movie. That I that just came to me and I shot out was the faculty. Oh uh, yeah, right. It really has the faculty vibe to me, and and that's the thing is the faculty for for both good and bad knows exactly what it was. That there's no moment where the faculty well, didn't know what it was. This movie I don't think knows what it well, is. Well, it's funny at all. because last week I think uh, I really wanted to watch. I know what you did last summer because mm-hmm. I, I realized I'd. I'd, I'd seen it on TV, like pretty much the whole whole thing, but I've never seen it like uncut, like right. front front to back. And you know, it's always sort of like one of the worst franchises. Garen just tuned out. <laughs> so, but it's always Bye, known, <laughs> so that that franchise is always known as like one of the worst. Yes, totally. But like, I know what you did last summer. I think is like an actual black. Actually, love. I actually love that franchise. <laughs> I think well, I can't. I I haven't seen you know the others. Right. If, if I, I like the second one as well as the first one, which is but rare. like. I know what you did last summer. I think it was a far better movie than *Malignant*, and I better is that's a strong word. <laughs> it, no, well, I, I, mean, I there are I mean there are weird more things. enjoyable. Well, like how did he get all the crabs in the body out of that car? These supernatural. Things. But um, <laughs> no, because I, *Malignant* had sort of the same thing too. Where like, mm-hmm. is it supernatural or is it not? Totally. So that I think that's where I I, I draw the comparison. But totally. I cared way more about the cast than I know what you did last summer. I also so, like that time. Too, Jerry, so. Jerry Seinfeld said this genius thing in, uh, God damn it, R.I.P. Norm McDonald. Um, in a in a in an interview I was watching this morning with uh, that Seinfeld and McDonald did, where he he was talking about um, um, the his theory of TV and his Seinfeld's theory of TV is fucking genius. Like I'm not even the huge Seinfeld fan, but this theory is so spot on. I did see it's getting, actually it's funny you say that on my computer monitor. Look right there. I have Facebook up. That's Seinfeld's on it. That's what Facebook does. It listens to you. And well, it's because I think it's, I think as I was scrolling, comedy central is going to, bought the rights or some shit like that or they're oh, gonna weird do it on that's really but weird it's weird that you mentioned seinfeld right so seinfeld they were they were talking and he he basically gave him his theory of tv and he goes here's my theory of tv he goes 
He goes, one of the big secrets of TV is it's a place medium. If, if people like the place, they're going to like your show. <laughs> Right. Uh, so you got to like the place. And while he was talking, I was thinking about Twin Peaks and like, you know, and I'm like, man, it, it, whatever. But then he said the most genius thing. He goes, I think that's a big part of why people like sporting events. It's, it's just this big, open, airy, beautiful space with something entertaining going on that you get to just have on your wall. And it's just in motion. It's just clouds and sky and people having a good time. And you like that place. And I'm like, God damn it. That's pretty fucking genius. The place of I Know What You Did Last Summer is a great place to visit. It's just, for some reason, it's just a fun place to visit, right? James Wan's Victorian wallpapered bedroom is not a fun place to visit. (laughs) It looked cool, and it could have been. I wish we had spent a lot more time in the house. I thought we were getting, like, a haunted house. Not haunted house, because I know we were going to get, like, this, like, a knife. How do you say it? Jello. I don't know how to say it, honestly. We're not Italian. Um... (laughs) I, 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 okay, I have two more things about the movie that I think. Screw it. No. I think the poster really threw me for a curveball. I thought we were going to get like a super colorful, Suspiria esque kind of slasher film. Yeah. yeah. Didn't get anything. I love the poster. And I thought we were going to spend a lot more time in this house of like, yeah, you know, attack and defense. Like she was boarding up the house, and I thought it was going to be this constant thing of someone getting in the house, and then people were getting murdered. None of that. None of that transpired. So I guess I hated the place. <laughs> but. I, I know what you did last summer. Like that little seaside town, 4th of July. I'm there. I, uh, that's what I'm saying. I is, go there. Is at least... So, so that... I mean, I think we all know in our hearts as horror fans, Let's we're going to have a confession. Let's all just huddle, okay, around, let's huddle around and have a confession, okay? Um, Hold on. We'll be in the pew. We <laughs> yeah, totally. Whatever totally. it's called. Uh, one of the best directors to ever work in this medium, now, then, ever, ever, is John Carpenter. Movies now more than ever. Now more than <laughs> it's weird that you said that considering what I'm about to say, um, but it, because that's a the player ultimate reference and this is, so but, but so the thing is, John Carpenter is capable of making flawed or rushed movies, right? The Fog is not perfect movie. The Fog has clunky parts, right, and things to hold up. It's a great movie, but it's there's a reason why the Fog is not your favorite John Carpenter, or it's not considered the best John Carpenter movie on any list that you would ever Google, right? Um, but that place, holy shit, that place, right? Like, it's just magic. And then Christine, you don't think of a place right off the bat, but you sort of do because the car is the location mm-hmm. for most of the movie. And then the high school and then the garage, uh, all, the alley chases. You just enjoy that whole. This is this Malignant has none of that, right? Drag Me to Hell even has that. In, in in a bit, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think the I think it's a miss on that place part too. And and in a weird way, and I can't believe I'm saying this because it's gonna make me mad at myself even. Because life shouldn't be this way. <laughs> life should not be this way. But I suspect that if I'm faced with a choice five years from now and, and I only have two things to watch and I can't get anything else in front of me, and it's gotta be one of these two things. And I gotta choose between the nun and malignant. I'm probably watching some of the nun. I'm going the nun, and that sucks because we did a podcast episode. How bad the nun was? Nun was not good, <laughs> right? And I like none the, of it. But the <laughs> <laughs> it's time to cut out the time to cut up the time, cancer. Time to cut out the buns. So it's but um, see, you can just do it. Right yeah, it just works for anything. I'll give them that. Tell you um, the. But I, the place, I would revisit the place. It intrigues me how people how how things age over time and how. 
you 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 just you know get on a plane and all of a sudden you're like time traveling. You're back 200 years where there's castles and hammer, like whatever. And I just to re-experience that and the bells and the burial and all that shit. I just to rewatch it, even though I know it's not great. Like whatever. It's cooler visuals, isn't it? Yeah, but we shouldn't be saying that. But this. it's the facts, man. <laughs> them's, them's the breaks. So anyway, that's. Or what else do you have for this movie? Do you have any other? Uh, just regret. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Just a little, a little regretting my spaghetti. But I and I we say this all the time, and almost no one thinks us up on it. But I have never meant it more than now. I want someone to sell me on this movie. Hey, I'm with you on that. I want someone in real time. I don't want it to be a written review or something. I want I'll give someone, it a fair shot. Right. I want someone to, to come to our Facebook page and comment or tag us or, you know, whatever. Send us to send the page a message and say, I just want to talk or or here's my here's what I'm thinking or whatever. But be prepared to dialogue because I this the thing is. The, the, I want someone to sell me someone who's like an evangelist for this movie, someone who loves this movie, someone who thinks this movie is. They're Jason X, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. The, well, that that only makes sense to people who know how much you love Jason X. Otherwise, it just sounds like <laughs> their other piece of crap. No, I the, I want people who who feel like this is their Halloween three or their basket case or their whatever. Like this is, and and I want them to sell me on this movie so bad because I want to be wrong about this movie so bad of, of all the movies that I'm going to see this year, this is the one that should have been. And the, the, the thing is when something sits there all set up for you, like the last time this happened where everything was set up for me to like it, literally the last words I said before you hit play on this movie where I know I said, I know I'm going to love this. (laughs) <laughs> I remember saying it because everything added up. I love Jalo movies. I love Italian horror. I love Dress to Kill. I love right. I love um, obscure horror references. I loved the marketing for this movie. I like that look. I, I like House by the Cemetery. I loved House by the Cemetery. I like that long dagger, menacing, you know, kind of Jack the Ripper esque feel to things. Right. I love it. I was so ready for this to be good. And I, I, was, I was like, this is going to be good <laughs> when, it, when, it, when you rolled it. And uh, yeah, it wasn't. But anyway, I want someone to sell me on this movie because I had the feeling that it was going to be there. And then it just turned out to not connect with me at all. But if it connected with you and you can convince me, hit me. If it connected with you, I want you to leave a review. <laughs> Five stars preference. They're not going to leave a five star review. They're going to leave a five star review. People who don't like this movie I'll are going to leave I'll tell you why. Okay. Because tell me why. all they have to comment. All right. Five star review. Oh, okay. okay. All you got to comment don't, is don't it's it. time <laughs> to cut out the cancer. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Just five stars. It's time to cut the cancer. And then go to the Facebook page and and, convince, and sell us. Because I if, 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 you, if they can point out something that... Maybe I missed something. That's what I was yeah, saying totally. to Josh. Maybe I missed something. Maybe oh yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Is that on paper this was set up, and what the sorry, if what was set up for me was Possessor. Everything I oh, love, like I love David Cronenberg. You know, it's his son. The it's looked super obscure and weird. It's my kind of thing. Like I love the movie Possession '81. Like, oh, I, was I was thinking like, of Possession, right? Well. No, no, but the, right. And then Possessor rolled around, and it was sitting, there, and it was great. It was exactly what I expected. I mean, it wasn't. It surprised me, but I didn't expect to know what it was. But it was exactly what you would think 
David Cronenberg's son would be directed. <laughs> and as good as you would think that it would be, right? So, th so that's what I wanted from this. And that's what, but for someone who were that, you know, what the feeling I had watching Possessor, if you had that feeling watching Malignant, tell me why. And after leave, and leave, you, after you leave after you the one star it. review, they're gonna leave. Please, <laughs> Lord have mercy, not a one star review. We, I got, mean, we already got one of those. How can we pitch to the people who don't like this movie? Who the whole the whole time we've been talking, have been like, hell yeah, finally some four stars. <laughs> Just one star to let us have it. You know, we deserve it. Wow, four stars because you know. You're going to convince us later. <laughs> yeah. Just think, you know. I love it. Pay it forward. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all. I think that's all for now. Yeah. We got, we got all of our, we got all of our feelings out. We're getting close to Halloween season. Oh, well, Halloween. It's technically sorry because it's September, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're, I mean, yeah, we're. Better. I'm finally, well, I mean, we, we did do an episode where I talked about my Halloween I know. blues. And it's, I know. I, I, I can feel it turning around though. Look at your room. Yeah. It's turning around. We've got the Hitchcock posters up all around. We have football back on. We made chili tonight, so it's it's it's, it's starting to feel like starting, fall. Yeah, it's starting to come back. We got a big, you know, Halloween. We got a bunch of Halloween shit planned. So love it. It's starting to happen. So okay, until next time, stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies. Convince us, Malignant's a good movie, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.